This article is a practical guide for writing a poem, and the purpose is to help you write a poem. By completing the seven steps below, you will create the first draft of a simple poem. You can go on to refine your poetry in any way you like. The important thing is that you've got a poem under your belt. At the bottom of the post, I'll provide more resources on writing poetry. I encourage you to explore different forms and structures and continue writing poetry on your own. Hopefully, writing a poem will spark in you a passion for creative writing and language. Let's get started with writing a poem in seven simple steps. Step one, brainstorm and free write. Find what you want to write about. Before you begin writing, you need to choose a subject to write about. For our purposes, you'll want to select a specific topic. Later, you'll be drawing a comparison between this subject and something else. When choosing a subject, you'll want to write about something you feel passionately about. Your topic can be something you love, like a person, place, or thing. A subject can also be something you struggle with. Don't get bogged down by all the options. Pick something. Poets have written about topics like grace, unraveling, dogs, and of course, cats. Once you have your subject in mind, you're going to begin free writing about that subject. Let's say you picked your pet iguana as your subject. Get out a sheet of paper or open a word processor. Start writing everything that comes to mind about that subject. You could write about your iguana's name, the color of their skin, the texture of their scales, how they make you feel, a metaphor that comes to mind. Nothing is off limits. Write anything that comes to mind about your subject. Keep writing until you've entirely exhausted everything you have to say about the subject. Or set a timer for several minutes and write until it goes off. Don't worry about things like spelling, grammar, form, or structure. For now, you want to get all your thoughts down on paper. Here are some action steps. Grab a scratch paper or open a word processor. Pick a subject, something you're passionate about. Write everything that comes to mind about your topic without editing or structuring your writing. Make sure this free writing is uninterrupted. This one is optional. Set a timer and write continuously for five or 10 minutes about your subject. Now on to step two. Develop a theme. What lessons do you want to teach? Poetry often has a theme or a message the poet would like to convey to the reader. Developing a theme will give your writing purpose and focus your effort. Look back at your free writing and see if a theme or lesson has developed naturally, one that you can define. Maybe in writing about your pet iguana, you noticed that you talked about your love for animals and the need to preserve the environment, or... Perhaps you talk about how to care for a reptile pet. Your theme does not need to be groundbreaking. A theme only needs to be a message that you would like to convey. Now, what is your theme? Finish the following statement. The lesson I want to teach my readers about your subject is blank. Example, I want to teach my readers that spring days are lovely and best enjoyed with loving companions or family. So here are your action steps. Read over the product of your free writing exercise. Brainstorm a lesson you would like to teach readers about your subject. Decide on one thing that is essential for your reader to know about your topic. Finish the sentence stem above.
Now on to step three, create an extended metaphor. Compare your subject to another, unlike thing. To write this poem, you will compare your subject to something it, seemingly, has nothing in common with. When you directly compare two, unlike things, you're using a form of figurative language called a metaphor. But we're going to take this metaphor and extend it over one or two stanzas. Stanzas are like paragraphs, a block of text in a poem. Doing this will create an extended metaphor. Using a metaphor will reinforce your theme by making your poem memorable for your reader. Keep that in mind when you're choosing the thing you'd like to compare your subject to. Suppose your topic is pet iguanas and your theme is that they make fantastic pets. In that case, you'll want to compare iguanas to something positive. Maybe you compare them to sunshine or a calm lake. This metaphor does the work or, or of conveying your poem's met central message. Here are some action steps. Identify something that is, seemingly, unlike your subject that you'll use to compare. On a piece of paper, make two lists or a Venn diagram. Write down all the ways that your subject and the thing you'll compare it to are alike. Also, write down all the ways they are unalike. Try and make both lists as comprehensive as possible. Now, on to step four. Add more figurative language. Make your writing sound poetic. Figurative language is a blanket term that describes several techniques used to impart meaning through words. Figurative language is usually colorful and evocative. We've talked about one form of figurative language already, metaphor and extended metaphor. But here are a few others you can choose from. The list is by no means a comprehensive one. There are many other forms of figurative language for you to research. I'll link a resource at the bottom of this page. Simile, a comparison of two unlike things using the words like or as. Example, Frank was as giddy as a schoolgirl to find a $20 bill in his pocket. Personification, giving human characteristics to animals or inanimate objects. Frank's car engine whinnied with exhaustion as he drove up the hill. Hyperbole. When an author exaggerates a claim for emphasis, Frank was so hungry he could eat an entire horse. Illusion. When an author references another text, historical event, or person in their writing, illusions can be direct or implied. Nearing the age of 85, Frank felt as old as Methuselah. Alliteration. When an author repeats the same letter sound at the beginning of two or more words, Frank fretted as he frantically searched his forlorn apartment for a missing ficus tree. There are many other types of figurative language, but those are a few common ones. Pick two of the five I've listed to include in your poem. Use more if you like, but you only need two for your current poem. Here are some action steps. Choose two of the types of figurative language listed above. Brainstorm ways they can fit into a poem. Create example sentences for the two forms of figurative language you choose. And now on to step five, plan your structure. How do you want your poem to sound and look? If you wanna start quickly, then you can choose to write a free verse poem. 
Free verse poems are poems that have no rhyme, scheme, meter, or structure. In a free verse poem, you're free to write unrestricted. If you'd like to explore free verse poetry, you can read my article on how to write a prose poem, which is a type of free verse poem. However, some people enjoy the support of structure and rules, so let's talk about a few of the tools you can use to add a form to your poem. Rhyme scheme. Rhyme scheme refers to, refers to the pattern of rhymes used in a poem. The sound at the end of each line determines the rhyme scheme. Writers label words with letters to signify rhyming terms, and this is how rhyme schemes are defined. If you had a four-line poem that allowed an ABAB scheme, then lines one and three would rhyme, and lines two and four would rhyme. Here's an example of an ABAB rhyme scheme from an excerpt of Robert Frost's poem, Neither Out Far Nor In Deep. The people along the sand, A, all turn and look one way, B. They turn their back on the land, A. They look at the sea all day, B. Now on to meter. Meter is a little more advanced than rhyme scheme. Meter deals with a poem's rhythm expressed through stressed and unstressed syllables. Meter can get pretty complicated. Check out this article if you'd like to learn more about it. Stanza. A stanza is a group of lines placed together as a single unit in a poem. A stanza is to a poem what a paragraph is to prose writing. Stanzas don't have to be the same number of lines throughout a poem either. They can vary as paragraphs do. Now onto line breaks. These are the breaks between stanzas in a poem. They help to create rhythm and set stanzas apart from one another. Here are some action steps. Decide if you want to write a structured poem or use free verse. Brainstorm rhyming words that could fit into a simple scheme. Plan out your stanzas and line breaks. Small stanzas help emphasize important lines in your poem. Now on to step six, write your poem. Combine your figurative language, extended metaphor, and structure. Poetry is always unique to the writer, and when it comes to poetry, the rules are flexible. In 1965, a young poet named Aram Saroin wrote a poem called Lahait. It goes like this. Lahait. That's it. Sarion paid $750 for this poem. You may or may not believe that's poetry, but a lot of people accept it as just that. My point is, write the poem that comes to you. I won't give you a strict set of guidelines to follow when creating your poetry, but here are a few things to consider that might help guide you. Compare your subject to something else by creating an extended metaphor. Try to relate a theme or a simple lesson for your reader. Use at least two of the figurative language techniques from above. Create a meter or rhyme scheme if you're up to it. Write a, at least two stanzas and use a line break. Still need some help? Here are two well-known poems that are classic examples of an extended metaphor. Read over them. Determine what two unlike things are being compared and for what purpose. 
What theme is the poet trying to convey? What techniques can you steal? It's the sincerest form of flattery. And two poems that I chose are Hope is a Thing with Feathers by Emily Dickinson and The Rose That Grew from Concrete by Tupac Shakur. And um, you can find those on my website. And here are some action steps. Write the first draft of your poem. Don't stress, just get the poem on paper. Now, on to step seven, read, reread, and edit. Read your poem and edit for clarity and focus. When you're finished, read over your poem. Do this out loud and get a feel for the poem's rhythm. Have a friend or peer read your poem. Edit for grammar and spelling. You can also stretch grammar rules, but do it with a purpose. You can also ask your editor what they think the theme is to determine if you've communicated it well enough. Now you can rewrite your poem. And remember, all writing is rewriting. This editing process will longer than it did to write your first draft. Action steps. Reread your poem out loud. Find a trusted friend to read over your poem. Be open to critique, new ideas, and unique perspectives. Edit for mistakes or style. Lastly, be sure to pin it. Put it up there, let people see it. All right, you can find all of my resources um, on my website. I've got Continued Reading on Poetry, a link to a poetry handbook, masterclass.com, Poetry 101, What is Meter, and a link to Poetry Foundation. You call that poetry. All right, thanks for joining. Talk soon.